We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Thursday, Chiefs Kingdom. It's almost that time. Sunday can't come soon enough. Chiefs and Steelers from Arrowhead. The playoffs are here. We're going to chat about it for the next 30 minutes or so. And so we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us. This is Outside the Trenches, presented by Jack Stack Barbecue. I'm BJ Kissel, joined by my guys, Nick Leckie and Tucker Franklin. Spent six years as the Chiefs team insider, was there for the Super Bowl down in Miami. Nick won a Super Bowl with the Saints as a six-year NFL veteran offensive lineman following a historic career at Kansas State. And Tucker, ladies and gentlemen, is TikTok's number (laughs) one Chiefs media influencer. A completely made-up title, but this is us outside the trenches. And you should also know that guests who order either of Jack Stack's two game day specials for carryout using the promo code CREED, that C-R-E-E-D on orderjackstack.com will get $5 off their order and will also be entered to win a Jackstack t-shirt signed by Creed Humphrey. More information tomorrow on that on Jackstack's social media media channels. Guys, I'm not happy about playing this week, Tucker. I'm not happy about, are we going to bring, let's go ahead and bring Nick in. Yeah. I know he's sitting let's... there in the green room. Let's see how this audio is working. Nick, how are we doing, man? Good. <laughs> Minus the audio, minus the audio issues, I'm good. There we go. Oh, <laughs> Bush League. All right. How do I sound, guys? If I sound bad, kick me off. No, you, you sound significantly a, a better, better than you did earlier. Absolutely, um, guys. Like I said, I I'm not excited and I'm not happy. I guess that we're playing based on the refs and the loss to the Bengals, not having the one seed, but. I'm not going to be upset about the fact that the Chiefs are playing football this week and we get to sit around on Sunday night and watch them play. That's true. It's never a bad week when the Chiefs play football. And uh, it, like you mentioned, it, it's kind of lame that it's a Sunday night game. I know we talk about this a whole lot, like your favorite time slots and everything to play. But like you can't complain in the playoffs when you can watch all the other games around you happen. And then, OK, you get to see uh, kind of how the Chiefs play and see how it's all going to shake out. And this year's a little bit different, too, with a with a game on uh, on Monday this year. So I think that that's all a little bit interesting to see. Uh, how this how this wild card weekend goes after yeah, all my years man monday night does not feel like the best night i think sunday night is the perfect football football time slot yeah yeah i i've agreed as i've gotten older that sunday night football is definitely a bigger draw for me to try to do something around or watch uh than necessarily that that monday night football we've got 
uh, actually a playoff game on Monday night and looking at the schedule um, of playoff games this week across the NFL. And it's not just obviously got the Chiefs playing against the Steelers Sunday night. That kickoff is at 715. But uh, Saturday, it starts with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals at 330 Central Time. That game's on NBC. And you've got the AFC wildcard playoff game against the it's the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills at 715 on CBS on Saturday night. And then Sunday, you've got the three games starting at noon on Fox with the Eagles and the Bucks. And you've got the 49ers and Cowboys at 330 on CBS there in Dallas. And then obviously the Chiefs and the Steelers at Arrowhead at 715. And then the Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams playing Monday night at 715 in their playoff game. So uh, a lot of different things, a lot of football this weekend. Again, you'd rather be the Titans. You'd rather have that week off. But again, I'm not going to be upset uh, with the Chiefs playing football. Just order some some Jack Stack barbecue if you're not going to be out at Arrowhead and and, and tune in. It's going to be a good one. But uh, Nick, what's uh, you know your number one thing this week going into this game? There's a lot of storylines, a lot of things that people are talking about. What's the thing that jumps out to you? That that biggest point spread ever. <clears throat> when Vegas Vegas always has things dialed in so hard, and with the Chiefs coming off what they've been doing, uh, I I don't think it's accurate. I don't think it's accurate of how the Chiefs have been playing. I don't think they, they've been able to string much together on offense. Um, you know, you, you hope for, for health for, for the running backs. Uh, you never know what we're going to get. Uh, but I think that to me is always like fans don't know much. Sports writers don't know much. But Vegas, Vegas knows. And when they put a spread <laughs> like that, that's pretty much saying like, man, you can rally around that locker room and say, look at these fools. These are the experts. And that's the big money, Vegas. And they set the line like that. That's insulting. That that's yeah. absolutely insulting. If I was Pittsburgh, now I'm, I'm I'm about to about to change into playoff mode, veteran team, and you're pissed, and you got to go on the road like it's the 2005 season and go into Indianapolis and slay a dragon to get to the next level. Man, last hurrah for Ben Roethlisberger. There's too many storylines, yeah. man. I don't like it. Yeah, I I'm in a different boat. I know that everybody's been saying you know that Chiefs fans are making these comments and they're taking the Steelers too lightly, and the beauty is. I don't have to play the Steelers. So I can say whatever I want about what I think the Steelers is going to happen with the Steelers. They want to use it bulletin board material. They can, but you bring up a good point. Like Ben Roethlisberger, his career, what he's done on the field is one thing. And we'll get into this a little bit later in the show because it is going to be interesting to see the response to the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. And I'm personally excited that it's going to happen at Arrowhead stadium and not just because of 2016, but just his entire career. I'd like, I want to see him get bopped by about 35 points in his last game that he has. And uh, let's go just move right on to the front of the queue because it's it's the first sex, sex, section that we have. And it's this Ben Roethlisberger quote. And I thought he's just, you know, leaning into everybody doubting us. But it, it doesn't work like that if you don't have the horses to come back and make plays. But uh, Tucker, let's roll the clip of what Ben Roethlisberger told the media this week when asked about this game. We haven't discussed it, but I think um... – you know, I would assume as a group you understand that, you know, we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the – out of 14 teams I think are in, we're probably number 14. Um, we're a double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we're probably 20-point underdogs, and we're going to the number one, te- the number one team that's – I know they're not the number one team, but they're the number one team that's won the AFC the last two years. Um, arguably the best team in football. Um, we don't have a chance. So let's just go in and play and have fun. We don't have a chance. This is if he's just going to lean into it. And I don't, 
I get what he's doing, but they don't like they can't score like that. There's nothing about what we've seen from the Steelers offense that makes you think that they're going to be able to go out there and score any points. So, Tucker, I'll have you go first. But like this is a team that throughout the regular season season averaged four point eight yards per play. And most of that and most of their offense would come because they gave the ball to their rookie running back more than any running rookie running back in NFL history. He carried the ball 307 times this year. That rookie wall that we thought may happen like seven weeks ago. Again, we're talking about a player who's carried the ball more than anyone else and needs every ounce of athleticism to make plays at the NFL level. And it's just I don't see it from their offense. Tucker, again, 4.8 yards per play throughout the regular season, 28th in the NFL for the Steelers. Yeah, their offense isn't isn't very good, uh, to put it kindly. Big Ben is a shell of himself. I, I remember, I just remember this play vividly from last Sunday. Then playing the Ravens, is Chase Claypool was running an out route, and Big Ben left it about three yards short, and it was uh, you know on the far far farther side of the field. And and I just remember thinking, man, Big Ben used to you know make that play. He used to make that throw. Um, and and it's those throws like that when he's going from opposite hash to. To, to sideline that he kind of struggles with and, and the, the Steelers offense has to get the ball out quick. This offensive line isn't phenomenal when it comes to, to pass protection like that. We saw Chris Jones get after uh, Ben Roethlisberger uh, when they played in, what was that week 16? So, I mean, it's so unique that these teams played just, just a few weeks ago, th- three, four weeks ago, and, and now we get to play each other again. And, and I think it's, it's kind of an interesting matchup because you're going to see a little bit more wrinkles from Andy Reed. I think from, what he showed the Steelers the last time. And and Mike Tomlin's a phenomenal coach as well. This is a very good coaching matchup. And, and I think that we'll probably see a little bit of more of a, of a chess match here in the second half of the game than, than what we would see regularly, because I don't think Andy Reid's going to try to show his whole playbook if they are up by a whole lot. You know, I think it will be a chess match. Um, I think this one's games, if, if they can reproduce what they did in regular season, score a bunch of points early, you squash doubt. Now, um, if you let Pittsburgh breathe, if, if you let them see anything, see any sort of light of day, this is going to be a battle. Um, and, and, and you guys are forgetting what they have on the other side of that ball. And Cam Hayward, who can wreck interior defensive lines. I'm talking wreck defensive lines and TJ Watt. That's going to be a problem that I think I don't think we can underestimate that problem right there where you can't run your offense if you get pressure from inside and outside. It's going to be an interesting thing for me because, and again, this is like the box score scouting. And I know we talked about this the last time that the chiefs and Steelers faced, but when you look at the stats and this is moving on to our second topic here in the, in the front of the queue uh, here on outside the trenches uh, with KC sports network is the Steelers run defense. And we TJ Watt 22 and a half sacks, all pro, like defensive player there, all those things. He's he's a beast. He could absolutely wreck the game. If we're looking at things that could go wrong for the Chiefs. It starts with TJ Watt making some sort of TJ Watt type play. So for me, the interesting thing going into this matchup, Steelers dead last in the regular season against the run, giving up 146 yards per game on the ground. The Chiefs get Darrell Williams, who's healthy and practicing. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back. And then look what we saw with Jarek McKinnon last week. And not that we have to give him the ball 15, 20 times, but provides a little bit of a spark. Runs pretty damn hard for a guy who looks like he weighs about 185. Um, running through guys, trying to run through tackles, which, I, Nick, we've talked, we've podcast enough. I know you respect when little guys get physical. So for me, it's 
how does the play calling all the creative stuff that we want to see Andy Reed get out? Does he stick to the run? We talk about this. They've been talking about this since the Eagles days. Can he at least the short passing game, whatever it is to either slow down TJ Watt a little bit or take advantage of the fact that they haven't been good against the run. And you've got some horses up front now with your offensive line who like running the football, who are physical enough to move bodies to run the football. And got your three healthy running backs or three guys who have provided this spark for your team and then you don't make Patrick Mahomes sit there and be basically a target for the best pass rusher in the NFL like that that has to come into play at some point so Nick as a former offensive lineman how can you not be excited going into this game about potential of just telling Andy Reid these guys can't stop the run let's not make Mahomes a target for Watt and let's just run the ball down their throat well, and, and well, you, you look at those stats are a bit skewed because, you know, Pittsburgh's been blowing out a lot, so they've been just running the ball on them late. So, you know, you, you got to look at what's relevant, you know, yardage, um, everything like that. <clears throat> the main thing that I'm happy about that the Chiefs have shown is when Clyde went down and when Williams had to step up, uh, they sort of developed like towards, you know, October, November, December, is this running backs out of the backfield, uh, you know, getting that, that pass game. And, you know, that one week where, where Dale Williams had, what, 100 yards receiving in a touchdown? Yeah. That's showing, man, you can score from anywhere. And that's truly stretching the field. You know, that's truly utilizing all your targets. And in a game like this where you're going to be getting pressured, you're going to need an outlet, a quick outlet, and Kelsey's getting clamped, you can hit your running back. You know, I like the way Clyde Edwards-Hilaris, you know, progressed before his uh, collarbone. I like the way Williams has, has progressed. Um, so you're right. I, and I do think it was this game where – or the game before where, where Clyde Edwards Solaire kind of showed who he was. You know, he mm -hmm. kind of he, he had that goal line run where he broke through a big tackle. And I'm like, okay, Clyde took a big step. You know, a step we've been waiting to see. So, you know, that that's you know, neither here nor there, but but I think Williams Williams can, can get the job done just as well too and have all the confidence in the world feeding him. We've seen we've seen those shoot routes. I mean, we talked yeah. about on the post game show, Tucker, you know, when you and Ken are sitting there for the post game, every time they run a Darrell Williams shoot route, it's like, that's what he's known for. And we saw it in the, we saw all the highlights, you know, of the yesterday was the two year anniversary of the comeback against the Texans. He saw all those yeah. plays and he saw the, the Damian Williams shoot route as that first touchdown against the Texans in that game. And it's exactly what Darrell Williams looks like and has looked like doing it throughout this season. So it'll be, again, it'll be interesting to see how the, Chiefs offense responds, how the play calling, their creativity. And one thing we've just noticed throughout the years with Andy Reid when he's going up against a premier pass rusher, which is about half the time, like everyone seems to have a guy yeah. up front who can really get after it. But it's always interesting how he combats them. We saw the first Raiders matchup with Max Crosby. It was a lot of those slip screen, tight end screen. It was Travis Kelsey kind of chipping him, sliding out to the side, throwing a quick screen to him, and just trying to get those edge guys to think. It's like if you can't physically stop them, at least try to get them to think or look or slow down something, whether it's ghost action, whether it's faking the jet sweeps, moving guys around, just getting things flashing in front of them. They always try to do something that's not just line up a tight end on that side and try to double team. They always try to do different things, and you got to do different things with guys like him. But those are the chess match type things that I'm looking forward to, Nick, and I know that you pay attention to that stuff. Hopefully next week we're talking about at least enough physicality for the guys up front to give that threat of, hey, you can't just pin your ears back and go after 15. Let's move on to the third segment here in the first, excuse me, third section of the first segment here in front of the queue. And that, this one's just for me. Is this, is there anything, Tucker, and this maybe be, be for you? Like, is there anything to being a little 
kind of petty and wanting to respond to the playoff loss from 2016. It was so long ago that it's pretty much only fans and a handful of players that would remember or who have been there. But that game of all the playoff losses, they're all annoying. But like you remember Carl Sheffer's name because of this game and the holding call yep. and Eric Fisher late and the <sighs> six field, the six field goals and lo- losing a playoff game, the Justin Houston being 45 yards down the field, which everyone goes after Bob Sutton for. I think it was because we sent the house and nobody got home. They all fell down. So don't expect to be 45 yards down the field. Just one of my little things on that play. But just, is it petty? Is this a response, Tucker? Do you feel that? Or is that just a a fan thing that's just trying to find another reason to have a chip? No, I think it's definitely, uh, especially for the guys who are around then, I think it's something that's that's in in the back of their head. I know it's in the back of my head as a fan. And I think as fans, you should... You should think about those things. That loss sucked. The way that the Chiefs lost that game absolutely sucked. Um, and, and I think that that's going to be something. It'll be nice to see, you know, you mentioned earlier, Big Ben's career ending an arrowhead. Uh, that 2016 loss is one of the reasons that I do not like the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Um, and there's a lot of reasons I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, but that just kind of starts it. I hate that they have such a good coach in Mike Tomlin. He's one of my favorite coaches ever. But, I mean, that's all those things that kind of mold you and shape you to who you are as a fan is like playoff losses, big wins, big losses. That's really, really what it is. And usually the losses shape your fandom a little bit more than the wins do. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's petty at all. Well, well maybe it actually is by the definition of it. Uh, but I think that it's, it's not out of the ordinary, I should say, to kind of want to get that revenge, even though it was so long ago. And I can remember when Patrick Mahomes, he had his first, he had his first start in Heinz field. That was the first year he started, I think. Um, um, in, in 2018 and people were like the demons are gone after he beat the Steelers <laughs> and in Heinz field. No. But this can be another one of those things where like, all right, we got the, we got the Steelers monkey off our back, so to speak. You know, and I think it's a, a new year. So <clears throat> I think playoffs, when you start fresh, start renewed. So um, to have any sort of chip, I don't, you know, maybe some players do, but for us as fans, yeah, you can, we can have that chip for sure. You can have that sort of, yeah. you know, on, on your back where, <clears throat> You know, you kind of got wrong to Arrowhead by by Pittsburgh, and they had a hollow, hollow victory, for sure. It's probably, it probably is also dependent upon like how much you personally had going on that day. Like, did you put a lot of effort into like this mm-hmm. big experience, and then it just falls flat? So, like Kent, for example, like could be talking about the Colts playoff loss in 2013 because he drove up to Indy and then drove back in a blizzard after blowing a 28 point <laughs> lead in the second half. So, like, that's probably gonna sting. And you talk about like. NFL fans having those stories to kind of shape their fandom. It's a reason that Chiefs fans react the way that we do. When anybody says anything about our team, it's like, listen, we went through a lot to be in this golden age and you're sure as hell not going to tell me how to respond about something. So if you tell me that Patrick Mahomes is only going to win by 15 or he's not going to do this, I'm going to lose my mind because I'm going to say he's going to go by 30. It's like if anybody says that another quarterback is good, Kent Swanson is going to lose his mind and tell you Patrick Mahomes is better. <laughs> yeah, can't, that's, that's can't judge Chiefs fans like that. So, Tucker, I want to ask you, brought it up earlier. If things, if this game is closer than anyone expects, if it goes wrong for the Chiefs, not that they're going to lose, but if it goes wrong in a way for the Chiefs, what is the number one reason do you think? I think it's because they take their foot off the gas in the in the second half. I think if you look at the blueprint of of kind of how the how Chiefs games have gone, 
uh, not even this year, but I think this year has been a little bit better. But last year was this really it was pretty bad last year when in terms of, OK, the Chiefs would come out and they would score 36 points in a quarter and a half and then they wouldn't score the rest of the game and they'd win the game 33 to 36. They'd win it by a field goal um, and people would be like, oh, the Chiefs just keep winning close games and they just keep only squeaking out these wins. But in all reality, they they throttled them for a quarter and a half and just kind of let up at the end there. And I can kind of see that game kind of following that same blueprint of the Chiefs do come out, they play really well, and then in, at halftime they're up by 28 points, and then the final score is like 17 to 28, 28-17. So I think it's one of those things where it, it could be uh, either uh, of those blueprints where I think people will always try to find a little um, – a little talking point out of it saying, oh, well, the, this game was this game was close and it really will, won't be. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that regard. And I think that if you're a fa- like nobody tells a fan how to be a fan, like everybody kind of buys in at a different level. And so from that regard, yes, completely agree with that. And then for me, if it's going to go bad for the Chiefs, it's going to be crazy turnovers. It's going to be weird stuff going on. Right. Um in that kind of way and outside of, you know, a ball bouncing off Tyreek's face mask into the hands of a defender or there being some sort of injury that we don't want to talk about. I don't see how the Steelers can score points consistently. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Ben Roethlisberger throughout his career, being a guy that can make plays with guys draped all over him. It was when he had some arm strength. He didn't have that same kind of arm strength anymore. And you brought up the point earlier, like he's not throwing the ball outside the hashes without playing without setting his feet and basically crow hopping for anyone who understands the baseball <laughs> reference like he needs to get the oomph to get that ball out there and without it it doesn't matter how physical of a receiver chase claypool can be or how um, just dynamic deontay johnson can be at different points in the open space and just be kind of slashy right. i guess is a way that you can describe him as a player because he does have the ability to go and make a play and chase claypool has the ability to go and make a play and they do have some guys but the guy holding on to the football is not a dynamic player anymore and cannot make plays broken down. I just, unless it's a screen or a bunch of missed tackles, if the chiefs come out with that same kind of fire that we've seen in big games in the past that we did not see against the Broncos, we didn't really see it against the Bengals in a lot of ways, seeing those guys come out and get after it tackling. And the other thing to put a bow on this uh, front of the queue segment is that Ryan Clark played for the Steelers and he's a Steelers fan. So there's a little <laughs> bit of pettiness in there too because he's got a little pettiness against the Chiefs for whatever reason that uh, I don't know why. Talk I don't about know why not. he hates Patrick uh, Mahomes. I don't know why. I really don't. It's uh, it's it's kind of like okay. It's too obvious right. at this point. So right. just either talk about it and go out with it or you're just going to continue to be outed. Now you're just going to root for a team to lose because you had to double down on a bad take from the beginning. So there you go. Yep. What's the Ryan Clark beef? He just doesn't like the Chiefs. He said he didn't like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He said he was broken and then he got called out for it. And rather than being like, yeah, I, you know, I'm a media guy and I said something to, to get a rise and I was wrong and just kind of falling on the sore. He just said, well, broken things, you can be fixed. I never said he couldn't be fixed. I'm just like, Jesus, come on guy. We get it. And it's been the continuous double down. Every time he talks about him, there's just, and there's something. So we'll never know. Right. It's just you prognosticate something negative and people that's your brand. He's an anti-chiefs brand now. A lot of people think that a lot of people are, and that's okay. Sorry for anybody listening to the audio. We just lost Nick 
just want to make sure he's okay. Uh, I think his, his iPad or phone, whatever it is, just fell on the ground. Uh, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> I can't see anything. Hold on, man. I'm so sorry. I'm doing this from, from my phone, so I apologize You're... to everybody out there. Anybody's watching on YouTube, sorry. You can hear Nick, but you can't see him right now. But anyway, I Ryan Clark, it's just – you prognosticate negatives and they don't happen. So it's not the first time. There's a lot of people out there that chiefs fans tend to think all media hate them. And I don't think most of them are that. I don't think any of them are serious except this one. I do believe. Um, But yeah, the rest of them, Trey Aikman and Ryan Clark, I believe are real. Like the Mm -hmm. K Adams stuff. Like she's a sideline reporter for the chiefs. Like even if she likes the chargers and all that kind of stuff, like it's fine, but like actively like disliking or doing things against the team. Like yeah. there's two people who do that and you just name both of them. Trakeman is a hater. Like he's a complete hater. Like if, if you see like a, like a, like a quarterback do something, he's like, Oh, he kind of missed that throw understep a little bit. And it's like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I grew up in Dallas and he was winning all them Super Bowls, but broadcasting, man, he just like, don't be old man, you know, hollering at all the young people. Like they Did you, be good. Do you see CBS? CBS Sports main Twitter account. And I don't know if they were like bopping him because he's a Fox guy, obviously, on the NFC and it's Troy Aikman. But they put out a graphic that said like Tom Brady touchdowns after the age of 40. And it was like 188. And it said Troy Aikman career touchdowns, 188. <laughs> and it was just like, wow. Like that's a brand going after like a brand. Yeah. And granted, they're like rival stations, but. That one was just like, ooh, you don't see that all that like, often. And it's like, Troy, you're not steady. a top five quarterback, and he talks like he's a top yeah, five quarterback. No. Yeah. No, there's there's a couple older quarterbacks. Like Terry Bradshaw is very much in that in that boat of um, wanting to be in that conversation, it seems. But anyway, going way off topic, although the, I guess that is a little bit Steelers. Nick, you were dealing with some technical issues. I want to give you a chance. If things go wrong for the Chiefs, if if it's close in the second half or it's not going the way that any Chiefs fans think, what is the number one reason that you want to prognosticate right now that you believe would be the reason why things wouldn't go the way that Chiefs fans want them to go? Um, that big, big, Brent, big Ben holds on to the ball. And, you, you know... <clears throat> Uh, you get Cam Hayward wrecking things in the middle. That that's gonna be it. TJ Watt's gonna do his thing, but I think we're really underestimating yeah. the D line penetration, uh, just shutting down everything the Chiefs can do. And Andy Reid being like, "Well, what the hell are we gonna do?" You know, when they're when they're trying to you know run powers and Cam Hayward's you know wrecking shop or he's going after Tooney and um, you know making things happen from from that standpoint. So you know, I think that's what'll be interior pressure will be the reason. Why the Chiefs, if if they lose, that'll be the reason. You can say, damn, Cam Hayward really did wreck that game. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Yeah, the only thing that would make me feel better about this game is if Steve Nelson was still with the Steelers, you know, the best team he ever played on playing cornerback, because that would be a guy that you know you could throw the ball towards. So anyway, let's move on to Tucker's crown prime beef of the week. You didn't, you didn't expect that, did you? So let's go to cr- Tucker's crown prime beef of the week, brought to you by the best meat in Kansas City. Again, that's the Crown Prime Beef at Jack Stack Barbecue. I know Nick's over there nodding. Tucker, but we got to know what's bothering you on social media this week. Well, I got a toothache that's kind of bothering me right now. I'm playing a little playing a little hurt at the moment. Got a toothache. Um, uh, but, but on social oh, no, media... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm pausing it right here. You're dancing, right? right? You got to dance for that because you just said you're on IR with a toothache. No, like, I said I was playing hurt. I didn't say I was playing so hurt. Excuse playing me. Through. Are you hurt or are you injured? One of those conversations. Uh, either way, you got to get up and you got to do your TikTok. You got to do a dance. You got to do a dance for the people. Well, no, that's this is this is a professional tease here, BJ. You'd be proud of this. You got to go to my TikTok at Pikachu oh. Mixtape to see my dances. Oh. Um, listen, nice. they're kind of popping off. Kind of popping <laughs> off on the TikTok. Um, and, and another beef that that is probably. Um, probably more apt for this conversation. Uh, Steelers just activated Juju. I don't know if you guys saw this. Activated Juju. Um, after I started frequently posting on TikTok, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think I'm in their head. Um, and they need somebody to come to their TikTok rescue. But I mean, it doesn't really make any sense because Adam Schefter here says that he returned to practice today after being on the injured reserve on October 16th with a shoulder injury. They have a 21-day window to activate him into the 53-man ro- roster, or he remains on the injured reserve. Um, kind of an odd time to do that. Uh, they must have aspirations of advancing in the playoffs, I guess. But um, unless he's ready to go right now, then they can activate him right now. But um, Or they're just so- doing him a solid and getting another game check. That's something. true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, people on Twitter, uh, namely Kent Swanson, are saying uh, TikTok starts posting more frequently, and this happens not a coincidence. It's um, not a coincidence. So, Dance battle. So what What is your actual beef that that Juju Smith Schuster is digging into your TikTok brand before the Chiefs Steelers game? Yeah, they had to they had to recover something, so they had to bring they had to bring out the big guns. Essentially, is what it was. So man, you should feel honored, um, Tucker. You should. That, man. Are there any videos where you're doing the the gritty? No, I have not done the gritty yet. Um, I should try though. That's a big Juju Smith Schuster move. So you should. That is a big one. You should do the gritty in honor of Steelers. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. Nick, do you have any analysis about Tucker's TikTok 
I think it's great. Account. I, I think Tucker's got some good moves. I've seen him on the Twitter. I'm not mm-hmm. on TikTok because I, I will get just sucked in. Um, I already get sucked in enough with the damn stories on the IG. So I can't yes. <clears throat> I can't join TikTok. It just I'll have no life at all. I, I get enough TikTok from Tucker. My wife will send me random TikToks throughout the day and then uh Sully. Sully yeah. keeps me away from TikTok wow. single-handedly because yes. I just, I assume that that's all TikTok is is whatever he's posting. So it's like I don't need to awesome. I don't need to be a part of that. Yeah, he's, I do a, not he's in the dark. That. He's deep. He's deep in the he's deep in the tip TikTok. I mean, that's the bizarro TikTok. I don't. Yeah. No, I like yeah. the face. I don't like where he goes to. That's not right. what my for you page looks like. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> not what mine looks like. All right. Again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to this episode of Outside of the Trenches on KC Sports Network. If you haven't already, please subscribe, follow, and turn the notifications on, whether you're watching on Facebook or whether you're watching on the Twitch or YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're at. Please subscribe, follow us. We've been around for about nine months now, and so we're still very early in what we're doing. Got a lot of cool stuff going on. And so make sure to hit that follow and subscribe button and rate review and let us know what you think about what we going on, what we have going on. And if you've got questions or topics that you want us to touch on as we start to wrap up this show, please shoot those along and we'll bring those right up onto the screen and we will react to those. But guys, let's move on to the final segment in blind nil for anyone who's listening for the first time. This segment is where each of us bring a different topic and we do not know the other topics that are being brought up. So, Nick, I'm going to have you go first because this is your baby. Yes. What is your topic with us or for us this week for Blind Nil? And the most closely appropriate Blind Nil yet to date here in this nine months. We're not playing at Heinz Field. We're playing at Arrowhead. But I was going to go with the whole Heinz condiment action. And if you could only have one condiment, one condiment for the rest of your life, what would that one condiment be? It would be very Midwestern for me to say ranch. Oh, I was just um, thinking the same thing. Like yeah. I'm down to two and they're both pretty damn boring. It's like ketchup <laughs> or ranch. That's where, that's where I was, was ketchup and ranch. Um, you're saying ketchup? just like, yeah, I, I like ketchup. I do. I'll say. I like ketchup on fried potatoes. That's it. Nothing else. So like. I, like I guess I don't eat it on hot dogs all that often, but like I, Bar- I think it can just go with a lot of stuff. Like what barbecue sauce is up there too, though, guys. Yep. Mm. You got to look at you got to look at the salad the salad dressing side of it. You have to, yeah. Thousand Island would be a good one. Yeah, but then you can put that on cheeseburgers and French fries. Yeah, I would. You can McDonald's make- does it. Interesting. I'm gonna go with sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's. Sweet. <laughs> wow. Specific. Never eat another chicken nugget without it. So really, I don't. Like I think it's ranch. 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 What kind yeah. of? What brand? Like, are you basic as as all get out? Tuck. I'm not a huge Hidden Valley. I think there's too much dill in the Hidden Valley. I, <laughs> I like it with a little bit uh, less dill than that. Um, but I, I kind of like the generic. The High V brand is a is a good ranch. It, it, would you say the dill, the dill in the Hidden Valley Ranch is more like in the bouquet, or you say like more like in the finish? Uh, like mm. where, do you, where, do you, where do you taste it the most? Or you know, I think it's in the finish. Is it front palate is so it's so it's the the back palate then. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. So I would. So we, <laughs> I was gonna say ketchup. 
but if I give up ketchup, that means there's just certain things I'm not going to eat, which is Ooh. things that aren't necessarily good for me, which is a good right. thing. So if I give up ketchup, I ain't eating fries or burgers, really, unless I sweet and sour sauce. So I might go with barbecue sauce just because I don't know if I could live in Kansas City and not have like it's true. some good Jack Stack barbecue with all that sauce they give us. Like they do give you a lot of sauce. What kind of hot sauce? Yeah. See, if I, I was choosing Tabasco, but slap yeah. your mama. <laughs> slap your mama. Cajun products. You know, it, well, um, it, it'd have to be, and like I said, I think the thing that you have to look at is versatility, right? What can go good on marinade? What can go good on salads? And sure. barbecue sauce and yellow mustard are, are my are my national championship contenders uh, for that reason alone. Um, and ultimately, um, it would have to be um, barbecue sauce. <laughs> if you want to get specific, though, it might just be Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Just oh, every, just everything. Just one like brand name would be Chick Fil A sauce because that goes on everything. Yeah, I want the ranch good. dressing from Kilroy's Bar and Grill in Indianapolis. They have the best buffalo chicken wrap there is. Go there every year for the NFL scouting combine. All right, let's move on to the next one, Nick. That was a phenomenal segment. That might be the longest we've had on a single segment <laughs> in blind nail history. I think it nothing to do with football. I'm going to bring this one back to football a little bit. Cause I have no idea where Tucker's at. So <laughs> before, beforehand, thanks and courteous of chiefs PR. I have a stat for you guys. The chiefs have won at least 12 games in each of the past four seasons, becoming the fifth team in NFL history to record at least 12 victories in four consecutive seasons. It's pretty crazy to step back and realize that we're in the golden age of Chiefs football and try to remember that as we're living it out. So with that crazy stat, I got to thinking, what's the craziest sports stat? Doesn't have to be football related. What's the craziest sports stat that is just always in the back of your mind? And Tucker, you are so excited. I'm going to have you go first. Tucker, what is the craziest sports stat that you just always go to if that question is brought up? It's a hockey stat. And it has Ooh. to do with Wayne Gretzky because Wayne Gretzky is probably the he's probably the goat of goats in their sport, um, the best at their sport, um, because he he is the all time leader in points, which is goals and assists combined. If he didn't score any goals, he would still lead all time in points, assists, and what else are in points? Just assists and assists and goals. Yes. So if he did Crazy. not score a single goal, wow. he would still lead in points. He had that many assists. It's wow. insane. Yeah, or, but he, I love that because I know nothing about hockey. So I actually feel like I learned something and I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It was a big deal. Canada mourned when he went from the Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings. He was the first LeBron taking his his business to Miami. There's you a know? 30 for 30 about that, isn't there? I'm pretty sure. Uh, there should be. That. It was like yeah. LA. It was like what a time. It was like 92 in LA or something like that, right? It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Damn. That's. That's impressive. All right, Nick, do you have one or do you want another yeah. second? Because I no, I, I've, I've what do you got? got? You know, just basic what I think about and when I was a kid, and I remember seeing like the record, um, Cal Ripken, that, yep. the Iron Man streak. That's yeah. unreal. Like to never miss a game in a billion years, like twenty seven hundred games. I mean, God, that's it'll never get. You'll never have that. And a guy who was not on steroids. You know, a guy who just did it the right way. 
we there are a lot of stories about that, and I agree. I have it written down. I had two that were like tied. It was it, they're both like Iron Man streaks. But Cal Ripken, two thousand six hundred and thirty-two games over twenty-one years, never having missed, and that's baseball. That's like one hundred and sixty-two yeah. games a year, like that. Yeah, never that's rolling so an ankle, never having a day a off, hammy, like never doing a day off, right? Yeah, never having a day off, and right, yeah, never like a scheduled day, none of that. And the crazy, like, if anyone, and this is a, a plug for Blue Wire Podcast, one of our new partners on the audio side, is they have an entire audio podcast series um, dedicated to the conspiracy theory of Cal Ripken, Kevin Costner, and the lights going out at Camden one night. <laughs> and I'm not going to give it away. If it doesn't ring a bell, you don't know one of the biggest conspiracy stories in baseball history. And the folks at Blue Wire, look them up on social, go to their channels, you can find it. But there is a there's a story there that they unpack that I heard as a kid and like I didn't understand like all the dynamics. Now that I'm older, I'm just like, oh, my God, like if that's true and I'm not going to give any more than that, I'm going to completely leave it open ended like this. But go check that out. Um, But the other one, if it's not Cal Ripken's 2,632 consecutive game streak, I'm going to go with Will Shields, 223 consecutive game streak at right guard for the Chiefs, only not starting the first game of his career where he went in when Dave Zott got injured down in Tampa Bay against the Bucs. We'll always remember that because going into the Hall of Fame, we did the whole story and talked about it. I still don't think an offensive lineman playing 223 straight games at a Hall of Fame level the way that he did is not discussed more often again at a position. Nobody rolled on an ankle. Like, no, like there's so many things as an offensive lineman that could go wrong for you uh, in one of the most physical positions in all of sports and never missed a game in 223 straight games. That's unreal. That's unreal. You know, but I think back to the Kevin Costner thing for love of the game is one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Um, And I think the best, the best baseball story has got to be the guy from uh, who threw that no, no on LSD. That was, do you guys ever see? I don't know this one. I don't know this one. I've heard it. I can't remember who it is though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you can just look it up. Just look up no hitter on acid. And it's okay. We don't condone that. If you take acid, you will go throw no hitters. Not, not (laughs) probably won't. Actually, if you're talking about pure baseball story, like that is wild. And they have like all the graphics on the YouTube. It's like a seven minute YouTube clip. Like, That's crazy. I'd never heard that before. I know David Wells and being drunk for his no, no or perfect game or whatever it was. I've heard yeah. that a lot, uh, yeah. but never, never that, uh, yeah. you know what I need? Well, that's another blog. I got to yeah. set up for baseball. Looks everybody like everybody is Ellis, telling. Yeah. yeah. Doc Ellis is telling yes, us. Doc no, Ellis. I, I, Nick, I, we could go an hour long Good. on <laughs> this. This, this so. is what I like. This is the bizarro, right? This is the bizarro. Yes. All right, Tucker. Let's. Uh, who's next for blind nil? Who hadn't gone yet? That'd be me. Yeah, um, Tucker. What do you got for us? So I don't know if you guys saw this story today. Um, Bart Scott, uh, famous linebacker for the New York Jets, is who I remember him with. Can't wait. You know, he had that that nice little rant. That's a gift now. Um, he said uh, today that that Josh Allen should take Viagra to keep the blood flowing for before Saturday's uh, freezing playoff game against the Patriots. Um, so I'm just wondering, what is the worst advice that you've ever gotten? Is that bad advice? Because Nick's almost nodding. I heard some, there's some really <laughs> weird things that players do. I think they're kind of weird. I'm not going to repeat all of them, but they're just all hairspray. 
before cold games, guys will go up and down their arms because it creates that shield that keeps them a little bit warmer. Oh. Guys had done. I've heard guys doing that. Uh, Nick, you need to respond to this because I saw your reaction. Viagra is performance enhancing drug because it, it, it promotes blood flow. So that way, you know, you don't, you don't pull a hammy, you don't pull a quad. That's the, the theory behind taking uh, Viagra with that. So you get popped. You'll get tested and like they'll you pop will- you. Yes, yeah, oh, so no you have, unless you have a prescription for a Viagra, but yeah, it, it'll show up. But it's a, I've heard of players doing it. Um, heard of players doing Adderall, <laughs> but they can't, but they can't function on it because you're so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of performance anti drugs. So, but it doesn't work. I don't think I've talked to the person. I remember thinking they were like, it, did, it didn't work that well as like vasal dilator or whatever. Well, remember yeah. when the whole, uh, whole the, the what was it, scuba suit came out? Like Tom Brady's wearing the scuba suit, Mac Jones is wearing the scuba suit. Yeah, the uh, state warm. Yeah, um, Matt Castle, friend of the program, friend of friend of the uh, network, where wore a scuba suit as well, and he brought that to Kansas City. Um, so I, I thought that was really interesting in, in terms of like what other players do. Is that like you know Brian Hoyer learned that from Tom Brady, Matt Castle also learned that from Tom Brady, and they brought the scuba suit technology to Kansas City. I guess it's all over the league now, but. Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So what was your, your question was, what's the weirdest, worst advice you've ever gotten? Nick, <laughs> worst, first. worst advice I've ever got, like from where, like on a sports thingy. I mean, anything really, anything. Oh my yeah. God. I can't even remember the worst advice I've ever gotten. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I have some bad advice, but it's like a personal story. I just remember it because I bring it up to my sister all the time. But I had a collapsed lung my freshman year of college, and I called my sister, and I, my chest was all hurting, and I was trying to go to sleep. It had been a long time. I told, I called her, and she's like, it's just stress for your finals. Just go to sleep. And if I had gone to sleep, like, I don't know if I would have woke up to get like really personal. Like, it was really, really bad. Ugh. And I bring it up to her all the time. Like, you told me to go to sleep. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be here. If it was up to you. So that was terrible advice. And I was like, and Jen, I don't get, it was like finals week, my freshman year of college. I was like, Jen, I don't get nervous for tests. Like I, there's no stress for me about going to take some tests. This isn't stress uh, in that kind of way. So sorry, Jen. But yeah, that's the worst advice I ever received. It was just her birthday. So happy birthday, sis. Oh, nice. Yeah. I guess I, I should have came prepared with my worst advice that I ever got. Uh, <laughs> probably it's your, the, quest, it's your question. <laughs> listen, listen. It's okay. It's probably to stop making TikToks. That's the worst advice anyone's ever given me. So you wouldn't dance because um, you said this is a professional show, and now you won't answer the question. No, I said I'm gonna. I wanted to give a professional tease to my TikTok. That's why I said I wouldn't dance. Oh. We're waiting for it. I just can't. I just can't. You gotta somebody. Feel you gotta feel somebody it. said hi to Bob Sutton in the comments. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just I just don't have it right now. I'm trying to think. You know, I, I don't know worst advice because I have no regrets. That's how I live my life. Perfect. No regrets. Blowing off Dave Tobe as a high school kid. Well, no, because I went to K State. I don't want to go to Mizzou. <laughs> I went to K State. Um. No, I can't think of any bad advice I've gotten where I'm like, that's wonky. Um, maybe all these conspiracy theories on the internet. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, the I just saw something today that Lake Lake Pontchartrain in New Orleans has power lines that go across it, and it disproves flat Earth because you can see the curvature of the power lines. Look it up, Lake Lake Pontchartrain. 
So that that's going to be the proof that gets them to be like, you know what? You guys are right. You got <laughs> like, it. it's not, you got me. Not you got the link here. Scientist. You can see the curve. Like <laughs> you, got you got me. me. You got me. <laughs> it is though. You know, it really is. It is the, uh, cause if it was water and it was downhill, it would run off. It would just go. Right. But it's, you can see the curvature. So it's like, where's how do you disprove that flat earthers? That's that. That's a great right. point. I just looked it up. <laughs> All right. Guys, let's wrap up. Let's get final thoughts on this game. This game on Sunday again, well, seven fifteen. I'm sorry, did, Tucker didn't get bad advice. What was his bad advice? Yeah, stop making TikToks. Somebody tells me on Twitter all the time. It's bad advice. That's your worst advice you've ever gotten. BJ yeah, almost I'm, died for Christ's sake. His sister said he was being. Um, uh, I was getting hyper. I was gonna hyper. die. Yeah, I'm like seventeen. So I That's mean, I mean you really haven't lived very long, right? <laughs> I was at the Western Missouri Medical Center in Warrensburg, Kansas, or Warrensburg, Missouri. Ooh. Yeah, back in the day. You still, you got to think of something better than not having a TikTok, Tucker. You really do, Tucker. I will, okay. That's your um, homework assignment. I will. I'll tweet it out. Okay. I'll respond something with something better, too, because there's got to be something where someone was like, no, I don't think you should. You yeah. need to dance out with the copy. Like somehow you need to make a TikTok <laughs> explaining the worst advice you've ever been given. They maybe that's they. it. Maybe that you can quite make... literally is it. <laughs> is you explaining being told that you have to do a TikTok explaining your worst advice ever? You can't no, do I'm, this one. I'm doing that. You can't do this one. Don't ever TikTok where they do the words and you're no, 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 no. No, you can't. That doesn't count. What it's going to be is it's going to be me doing a dance, but the audio over the top of it, because you can do like speak to text where it'll like voice out the words for you. It'll be just like it talking about what I type out. Okay. That's what's going to be. Okay. I've got to, right. I got to think can, about it though. Can I now Nick transition to the last section and just give each of you our, your final that. thoughts going into Sunday night's AFC wildcard game. Chiefs Steelers, again, 7.15 Central Time kickoff. If you are not going out to Arrowhead Stadium and you are staying at home, make sure during halftime and postgame you're tuned in to the KC Sports Network halftime show, KC Sports Network postgame show. So make sure to go ahead and subscribe and follow to make sure you guys don't miss that. And when it comes to the Kingdom Bar, we will have news for you in the next 48 hours when that place will be open and when you guys everybody might be able to come hang out with us at the bar during a chiefs playoff game and i will say it will be during the chiefs playoff game but it will not be this sunday that's all i can say right now nick final thoughts going into sunday night's matchup chief steelers 715 don't underestimate pittsburgh mm. okay tucker what do you got Look, I think that this game is going to follow a similar script to what uh, 2020 Chiefs uh, would do of beating them really quickly, and then it's going to look like a close game. Uh, don't take too much away from this game. Don't 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 try to take things that aren't there. Uh, take it. Just it's a very it's going to be a very bland game. I think. I don't think it's going to be very spicy, as I as I mentioned earlier. I think it's going to be a chess match. So it might even get a little boring at times. Just trying just strategically with these two good coaches. So um, a win's a win. Survive in advance. We're in the playoffs. Just just get a win. I'm going to pull out the petty card here and my final thought, and I brought this up earlier. I want Ben Roethlisberger's last game of his NFL career 
to be something that like he thinks about like, man, I really got my ass kicked in my last game ever at Arrowhead. And that's his defining memorable moment in his career of playing at Arrowhead is walking off the field, having not scored a touchdown, not put up a damn point and Tyron Matthews screaming in his ear, have fun on your vacation. You're going to end up in the hall of fame, but I got nothing else for you. So I do not want him ending his career on a high note. And I don't want it to be this nondescript game. I want him. I want a Peyton Manning being benched in the same type of game back in 2015, where he became the NFL's all-time leading passer by completing like two of 10 for 14 yards. And then they got pulled after he set the record. I want something similar. Wow. Nothing for him. Mm. I want him walking off field his head down. Wow. You'll get nothing and like it. Mm. I feel how I feel. So Petty VJ is gonna, here. Ain't going to change my mind on that. But you also won't change my mind that everyone out there should subscribe to KC Sports Network. All the cool stuff that we have coming up both on the college side and on the Chiefs, shot, Chiefs side. So if you're out there and you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to our Apple or Spotify channels, subscribe to those. You can search KC Sports Network or KCSN and find all of our channels on all of those audio platforms. It includes KU, K-State, Mizzou, anything else we might be adding in the near future. So please subscribe to those. Then go find the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. And then while you're at it, just because you want to get the trifecta, kcsn.substack.com. Give us your email address. There are free and there are paid options. You get the free newsletter. Y'all caught up if you like receiving emails with analysis. That's all I got. Nick, take us home. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.